Prophetic Healing and Miracles Night. Ministry of Fire invites you to He is God, Holy Spirit Power Program. Do you need prayer, healing, or deliverance? Know that God's healing power and healing virtue is touching you today. God wants to take your pain and turn it into joy, your sorrow into success. Turn your tragedy into a triumph. God is bringing a turnaround in your life. He is breaking the darkness and bringing you into God's marvelous light. Your miracle is waiting for you.
Prophetic Healing and Miracles Night. Ministry of Fire invites you to He is God, Holy Spirit Power Program. Do you need prayer, healing, or deliverance? Know that God's healing power and healing virtue is touching you today. God wants to take your pain and turn it into joy, your sorrow into success. Turn your tragedy into a triumph. God is bringing a turnaround in your life. He is breaking the darkness and bringing you into God's marvelous light. Your miracle is waiting for you.
heaven and sees all the sons of men from the place of his dwelling he looks to the inhabitants of the earth he fashions their hearts and considers their works yes God looks from heaven yes God looks from heaven he knows all he sees all he is with us at all times yes God looks from heaven His eyes are on those who fear Him And hope in His mercy He delivers their soul from death And keeps them alive in famine Our soul waits for the Lord Let your mercy protect us Restore us, Lord And let your face shine And we will be saved He knows all He sees all He His glory chain over the earth And strengthen us with power Through His Spirit We shall 
bright His glorious name forever And declare His glory among the nations His marvelous deeds among all peoples Let the air rejoice as His glory is released For every race and nation will see His glory his glory will take you from emptiness into fullness. Glory, oh glory, with all the angels singing His glory. His rule is eternally, will never end His kingdom will never be destroyed Eternal Father, Prince of Peace Holy One who made everything For every race and nation will see His glory his glory will take you from emptiness into fullness. Glory, oh glory, with all the angels singing His glory.
mighty and powerful God. Our Savior, our Father, our friend, Here we are again, expecting to hear what is in your heart. We don't have an agenda. It is only the Holy Spirit agenda. We thank you for just being merciful, faithful, there's so many things that you want to share tonight, Lord, don't let me speak unless it's approved by you. that everything that we'll share tonight, it will be with the purpose of honoring and glorifying you, but also for a transformation to take place in each one of us. Lord, we know how the world is. We know that the Bible is becoming alive. We thank you for allowing us to be on this earth at this time, to see your glory. Because every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that you are God. Lord, there is so much that you are concerned about. There's so many things that you want to share, but people are not listening. But it is my job to obey and only speak the things that come from you. Lord, let me be the instrument that you're going to use tonight, not only to heal the sick, to deliver those that are bound, but to bring clarity, to bring direction. Let your resurrection power fall on us tonight. Let the blood of Jesus cover us. 
prepare our hearts, prepare our mind. our ears to hear. Your desire is that we will share with others. Because the church is not prepared for what's coming. We don't have an idea And many of us will just say, I know, I know, I know, but I have to continue on living. You're always speaking. And if we go before you and ask questions, you're always ready to answer. Your desire is to guide us into all truth. Lord, there is so many things in my mind, in my heart, because they are in your heart. I feel overwhelmed with so much information. But I trust you because you are my God. That everything will fall into place. That by the end of this podcast, we will have a better understanding of what you're saying. You are warning us. You are equipping us. You are opening our minds and our eyes to see things that in the natural we cannot even comprehend. I need your help tonight, Lord, because I don't want to forget anything. Pray for everyone that is listening. I understand that when you called me to the ministry, you said that this ministry will be very unique. And it is because I'm only willing to hear you and speak, to read your word. And know from your heart to my heart, what you want to say. You don't want anyone to perish. Your desire is that everyone will sit at your feet at that day.
thank you, Lord, for you are going to give an open mind, a sensitive heart to those that are listening today or those that will be listening in the future. they will understand that this is coming from you. And as you're teaching me, I share with them. But I pray that their eyes will be open, that the heart will be sensitive your spirit they will know what the what is the truth and what is the lie that they will know who's speaking on your behalf and who is not speaking in your behalf father i declare and decree that no deception will ever come into this ministry. That we will always hear your voice and speak regardless of how difficult it is. You did not allow me to sleep last night. you're concerned because you're saying they're not listening but I thank you for the way that you're taking us into this new world that it was unknown to us that even though we read it in the word we could not comprehend it Yeah, we discuss it, but it was not part of us. And now it has to be part of us. Because there is no time to waste. For those that will listen at a later day, I ask you, please listen carefully. The revelation that the Lord is giving us is unique. My job is to prepare the way of the Lord. My job is to let everyone know that Jesus is coming and that we need to be prepared. Not only in the physical world, not only in the natural, but in the spiritual realm. We need to be prepared. We need to know without a doubt that we are saved. 
that it is not about going to church, that it is not about giving tithes and offering, that it is not having a position in ministry. It is about having a personal relationship with you that we truly can say that whatever you ask us to do, we'll do it. Because the only way we can show you our commitment, our dedication, and that we take what you said seriously is by obedience. So listen, pay attention, spend time in God's press and ask him questions. If there is something you don't understand, go to him. I do every time I go to him. He's the only one that has the right answer. He's the one that created us. He's our daddy. He wants us to spend eternity with him. He wants to be a proud daddy because you have obeyed and you have fulfilled your destiny. He wants you to be the light in the midst of darkness. He wants your soul to prosper, your pocketbook to prosper. He wants you and me to be ready to change, that when he speak, we'll do it. Tonight, Lord, I thank you for the message. It's strong. Maybe it's not something we are expecting, but we know it's you. We know the shaking that is coming. Many of us that we are 100% sure that we are saved. For many years, we have not been a testimony to others. We need to take time to think. We need to take time to meditate to go to you asking for forgiveness and allowing you to show us anything that it is not pleasing unto you, Lord. That every day we ask forgiveness. 
that we consecrate our lives to you totally. Your job is going to disappear. Your home, it will be gone. Cars will be gone. Clothes will be gone. And the only thing that you're going to have is him. Families will be gone. And when you are in the midst of that time of loneliness that you're just alone, that no one else is going to be around you, what are you going to do? There is only one answer. Follow him. We cannot wait until all this gets worse. We need to start trusting him now, spending time in his presence, talking to him, asking him, what do you want me to do? Am I doing something that it is not pleasing you? Have I been disobedient? We need to turn ourselves out of the world and concentrate in a relationship with God like never before. There's so many distractions out there. And God is calling us to stop the distractions And here is instructions. But again, I thank you. Don't let me say anything that it is out of your timing. Or that it is not of you. Let the Holy Spirit take control of my mouth, my emotions, my mind, my heart, my soul, everything. That only your words will come out of my mouth for edification, for direction. for restoration and to be reconciled back to you. Because every day we need to reconcile with you. We need your help. As we go, Speak those things that you have put in my heart. Speak, minister, healing to the people. Minister restoration. Sometimes we have places that we don't know of. 
that they need to be restored to the only one that can do that. And we give you permission tonight to work in us, to give us dream, to give us visions, whatever it takes for us to get it right. Thank you because it's one spirit and not doesn't matter where the people that are listening are. Where we are in one accord. And we are one. the glory. We honor you, Lord. We exalt you. We bow down to you. We want you to know that we adore you. That we cannot leave this world. We cannot live in this world without you. That you are more important than the air we breathe. That we need you. And we give you permission to take over our lives and do as you please. But please, don't let us spend our eternity in hell. Whatever it takes, you can do it because we desire you above all things in Jesus name amen amen hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you father God we praise you Lord we praise you Lord we praise you Lord mighty God you are an awesome God. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be adored. And we thank you. Because the Holy Spirit is in this place. And is the one that is going to take over. And we thank you. that you have taken the time to your busy schedule just to be with us, to speak to us, to whisper in our ears the things we need to know and the things we want, you want us to do. Father, thank you for the miracle of wholeness. Thank you for the miracle of peace and joy, supernatural strength. Thank you for speaking to us. In Jesus' name, we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you. No matter how much we say we love you, never gonna be enough. Hallelujah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. 
I bless you in the name of the Lord. And I pray tonight, all of you will be changed, transformed, renewed, reconciled, restored. As we sit here and listen to what the Spirit of the Lord is going to say to us. The title of tonight's podcast is What's Repentance? Last week, we spoke about being born again. And God continues to go the same way every Friday. I wish you could feel how God feels. Because when He allows me to feel how He feels, it's very difficult for you not to say the things He wants you to say. He's God and he's in control and he will always be God and he will always be in control even though the things that we see going around we think that somebody else is winning but that's not possible because we serve the real God so Around 3 o'clock in the morning, maybe 2.30 to 3 o'clock, the Lord was speaking to me. And uh, I have my notes, and because of the title, it's Repentance. I want you, he says, I want you to ask the audience. that there is a question that he wants every one of us to ask ourselves. Am I saved? Am I saved? Maybe some of you have seen many things that are happening. And I am going to share something with you because this is what the Lord has put in my heart. You know that in some flights, specifically one was American Airlines, there was a lady, <coughs> excuse me, that left the plane screaming because she was, she sat next to someone, she said that it was not real. I think the next day it happened to a guy in another flight. If you have 
told me this maybe a year ago, I will not believe it. But God knows how much the people need to be aware of what's coming. I will always be grateful because when we did uh, the, the podcast, The Seventh Spirit, I did everything God put in my heart. But when we finish the last one of the seven spirit, I went on Friday after I finished, I went to my bed and I said to God these words. I said that I I pray that you are satisfied. I always speak to God after every program. Did I say something that I shouldn't have said? Is everything I said, it was what I supposed to have said. So that day I said, my mind cannot comprehend How and why are you giving us the smell of a dog and the eyes of an eagle? I explain it, but I need you to please tell me why do we need to have all of these gifts for what's coming? He knew that I was sincere. That I have done the best, but it was not clear. It was not, like I said, part of my life. I needed a better understanding of what he's saying. And that night he said, the reason you have a hard time grasping this truth is because you think that in the last day, it's gonna be a war between men and men. but it is not. And he said to me, there are demons that are gonna be loose from the water. They're gonna be entities that are gonna come from above. So I don't want you to think that it is just because it's gonna be between the only thing that you know now is one human against another because it is not. I will always be grateful because that has opened my mind for me. He has allowed me to seize other things. And one of them 
it is what happened to that with that uh, lady in the American Life flight, then the guy. And what God is doing, he's opening our eyes for us to see that if we thought that in the last day we're going to fight between each other, we're wrong. They are entities under the water. They're ent ent entities that are going to come from different places. And that's why he had to equip us and prepare us to be able to even go through walls. At the beginning, it didn't make sense. I know it's true, but I couldn't grasp the concept. And now I can. So the question over and over again, every time we meet is, am I saved? And in order for you and me to be saved, we have to go and understand what repentance is. Let me tell you something that maybe later on you can check. Please don't, don't, don't check while you're listening to what God is saying. I'm not with you. I can't see you, but there is one that is going to be watching you. Let me tell you a story that that everything that I have been teaching, it has become part of me. And now I do understand why he needed to prepare us to fight against demons. And this is what, what I realized. I was talking to him and I'm saying, mm-hmm, okay. A demon, you can say in the name of Jesus, right? I want you to think about it because that was a revelation from yesterday or last night. A demon, you can say in the name of Jesus. What about, can you say that to a robot and he'll stop? Can you say that to one of those extraterrestrial beings or whatever? If they're demons, they will have to bow down to the only true God. But I want you tonight to check. Uh, let me get the um, my iPad to check. There is a king, and of course, you know that to pay this amount of money that he paid for a robot that was made for him, you know that he must have a lot of money because this robot 
he spent seven point something millions of dollars. And the only reason that I am sharing this with you it is because I need you to understand why it is so important for us to be equipped and prepared. You cannot tell a robot in the name of Jesus and it's going to stop. And when I saw this, I praised God because he used this. to tell me this is how bad it's going to be. And I'll share with you, is a king, and he arrived in Dubai with his robot bodyguard. This robot can speak six languages. It can rescue the king literally from anything or anybody. It can physically fight, chase, shoot all at the same time. It's arm, his arm with an electric uh, taser. And on this close 360 degrees camera system, secondary to a set of infrared cameras. This robot has three hidden machine guns with enough ammunition to fight a thousand fifty men, and he has a laser guided a sniper, sniper machine gun. It also carries medications and water, and the cost is seven point four millions. Today, I saw one of the universities in the Northeast, one of the well-known universities that are teaching computer at an at a advanced level. And now, instead of the teacher answering the questions the, there is a robot that is going to be there talking to them live and answering all the questions because who can better answer those questions than the robot himself saints we are in trouble we are in trouble. We are in trouble.
you cannot tell this robot is i don't know probably five thousand pounds i don't know it's 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 something that it is out of this world how big huge is you cannot say to this robot in the name of jesus because this is something that has already been programmed to do a job. And yesterday I saw the story of a group of scientists that were um, developing different kinds of robots. And something malfunctioned and out of seven um, scientists, the robot killed four of them. Killed four of the scientists. And they could not control the robot. I remember how the prophets they've been talking about, the new technology that is gonna be something that it has never been seen before, but we need to we need to be afraid of what's coming. Prophets are saying we need to be afraid of the new technology that is coming. These beings, they are programmed to do a job. And they don't know anything else. They don't have feelings. They don't have a mind. They don't have a soul. So they don't have nothing to worry about. When they said go and kill, they're going to go and kill whoever is in their way. So I want you to please make sure every single day that if you are to die or if jesus will come that you're going to uh, spend eternity with him and this is what is in the heart of god in god's heart he's concerned about us because he knows that the majority of the christians those that call themselves christian today they will not make it. One of the things that the Lord was telling me, and this is what God spoke to me last night. I haven't gone to the uh, podcast, The Repentance, but I know how important this is for God. But one of the things that the Lord was telling me that they are so many different entities and beings walk, walking around between us. And that the majority of the people don't realize that the person that is next to them is not a human. This is what the Lord says. They are more 
that we can even think of all kind of entities living among us. And he said to me, he gave me a prophetic word. And he said, tell the people that because we are not wise and we don't have discernment, the church does not have discernment. We don't have wisdom. Very few really can hear the voice of God. Many say, I heard God, but it was not God. So he said, because of all these beings that are on the earth today, and they are going to multiply It's going to be like an overnight thing. He said to tell all of you, be careful who you help. And he said that if we help the wrong people, in that case, entity, they will become a thorn for us. Honestly, I do not understand why he said that. And he said, think this way, you might be helping the enemy. And you might be going against me just because you want to help this person. The person, the, the, the person, the being, the whatever it is that it was on both planes, the two different flights, the eyes, instead of closing up and down, like they close for us, they close sideways. And in the American flight, there was a guy after they, um, after the plane arrived and everyone came out, he saw that guy and he looked at the eyes and he said that it's true, he saw it, that the eyes don't close up and down like ours, but sideways. And God says that in the past, we have tried to manipulate him by always finding an excuse not to do what I have called you to do. And he says, you have not succeeded. But in the days ahead, everything on the earth will change, including me 
God. I have been patient. I have been merciful. For the season that is coming ahead, I will not accept excuses. Especially from those that knowing the truth choose to ignore it. How can you call yourself Christ-like and choose to disobey me? And you continue to follow your own rules, your desires, and your wants, and choose not to give me, God, my place. I created you. I had an agenda for you that the majority of you have refused. But tonight, I tell you that you have not value my plan and purpose. And you need to know that my plan and purpose it is the only truth that you should follow. Then he gave me some Bible verse, he said, I want you to take the time and share this with them. He gave me, you see, this has to do with a prophetic word that he gave me. The one that I just read, and it's in First uh, Peter 4, 17. And look what he says, for the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. If it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Verse 18 says, Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Can you imagine God is telling us if that us, we are barely saved. Verse 19 says, Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to God in doing good as to a faithful creator. 
And he gave me 1 John 2, 17. The world passed away and the lost. But he that do the will of God abides forever. So if the question that he asks us is, am I saved? And the answer, there are many, but one of them is, but he that do the will of God abide forever. Are you doing the will of God? Then he gave me 1 John 5, 4. And he says, for what, whosoever is born of God overcome the world. This is the victory that overcome the world, our faith. So in other words, he's telling me that if you've been born again and you're still living a life of despair, if you're not living in victory, then you need to know that God says that when we're born of God, we will overcome the world. He didn't say that we were going to be perfect. We know that we are going to go through trials and tribulations, but we're going to go. But there are many people that been in churches 20, 40, 50 years. And they tell you, I have never heard the voice of God. They're living in misery. They're living with sickness. They're living with all kinds of a mess in their life. So what about when God says that if we are born of him, we'll be overcomers. And then he showed me uh, verse um, 1 John 5, 4. And then verse 2, he says that he should give eternal life. And, and this one, I'm going to, I want you to meditate when you get home, maybe during the week, because this, this, it says, I'm sorry, this is John 17. L let me go back. John 17, 3 says, this is life eternal. Do you want to know if you have eternal life? It's there. This is life eternal that they might know me, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And then he said that he should give eternal life as many as you have given him. So if you want to know if you have eternal life, God, John 17, 3, that you may know him. And then John 16, 13, he said, when the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit, is come, he will guide you unto all the truth. For he will not speak of himself, 
but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And then he, this is the Spirit of God, he will show you the things to come. Think about that. It is the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the one that is going to show us the things to come. But if you don't have a personal relationship with God and his spirit, you will not hear anything. And many of us, God is going to tell us, and we still don't believe it because this never happened before. And others will say, can you prove that to me? God called those people fools. And when you find a fool in your life, move that fool to the side because it's going to create problems for you. And it says, John 16, 14, he will glorify me and he will receive of me. Okay. He will receive of me and he will show it to you. The Holy Spirit is the one that is going to tell us what we need to do, how to do it, when to do it. God is very concerned because we were told that um, if we pray that prayer, we will go to heaven. So today, and now we have a little problem because now we learned that God says in John 17, three, that eternal life is to know him. But in churches, nobody show us how to know him. And because we were ignorant, all of us, we didn't know any better. But there is no excuse when we get to heaven and we say, oh, but nobody told me because he left the book. He left the book. I want you to think about everything I have said. I'll tell you from my heart because I don't need to say anything that it is not. God knows. I cry at night. I cry. Because first of all, we are not learning. The people, the majority of the people out there, they're not learning what they need to learn. My job at this time is to equip and prepare you for the coming of the Lord. It is not to teach you another seminar. It is not to teach you how to make money. As a prophet of God, my job is to prepare you for the coming of the Lord. But there are places where they're still telling you about how to become a millionaire. When we know the season that we're in,
So the question is, what is repentance? When we talk about repentance, and this is, you see, this is again here, we are, am I saved? And then he tells me to talk about repentance. First, he told me about repentance. And then last night he gave me all those Bible verses. And you can see how one and the other, they go together. So what is repentance? It is to change your mind. To change your mind. I don't know if you have ever have gone through a process of repentance when you have done something and you wish you you wish you could have moved the clock back because that's how sorry you are. It is awful because you cry to God and no matter how much you cry to God because of your being sorry, But we all need to go through a process of repentance. It is that when we come and become one with Christ, we realize that there are things that we have done in the past, we cannot do anything with the past. But we can repent. In order for you and me to become a Christian, a born again, going to heaven, something has to happen by which the person is radically changed. We need to, how do I know who's a Christian? By the fruits, by the way you act. Every time you open your mouth, you're either crucifying God or celebrating and honoring him. Every time that you open your mouth, what comes out of your heart it's either you celebrate Jesus or you crucify him again. The call to repentance is a call to return back home. I don't know about you, but the most important event in my life was when I repented and I asked Jesus to come into my heart and to take control of my life.
when we have that encounter, there is nowhere else for you or me to go. The only way and the holy place that we need to be going to is to Jesus' feet. We're not talking about perfection. How many events in your life, like if you can think about it, those decisions that you took that they were the wrong decision, those events that turn you away from God? We all been there. And the question that you need, you have to have a conversion. Are you a converted person? Where are you headed? What direction are you moving? Does your life needs to turn? Being made clean is at the heart of the biblical concept of repentance. Sometimes we think that repentance is only about forgiveness, but it is also about cleansing. It's also about purification. It's about holiness. Without holiness, no one will see him. Can you say today, I live a life of holiness? We are all corrupt and we must be made clean. Remember, justification is only by faith and faith alone. But justification does not exclude repentance. So it's justification and repentance. It's like they go together. If you have your Bible with you, we're going to go to uh, Psalm 51. I read Psalm 51 uh, a couple of times last night. And uh, this is the repentance Psalm. Okay. This is when David repented because of what he has done. You can see that the psalm, it says, have mercy upon me. 
You are at that moment repenting. Have mercy upon me. Oh God, according to your steadfast love. Usually when a person becomes aware of a sin and turns from it, we really, what we're doing is we cast ourselves on the mercy of God. How do I know that I really, really, really repented? Because the first fruit of repentance, authentic repentance, is that you recognize the need for mercy. When David pleads uh, with God to blot out his transgression, he's asking God to remove the stain from his soul. Can you imagine that? To cleanse him from the sin that now is permanent part of his life. And that's why he said, wash me truly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Forgiveness and cleansing are related, but they're not the same. The Apostle John writes, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. Our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But I have a question because I, have, I, I talk to God about this all the time. You've been in church all your life. And you still living in sin? You would think that sin is having sex, drinking, um, using drugs. But you're in sin when you disobey God. When God tells you to do something and you choose to do, or when you know you have a problem, that you need God to change you because you know that you know that you know I do have a problem, but you don't want to accept it. You're not willing to go like David and, and say, Lord, do whatever it takes. Please cleanse me. Sin is anything that, not, that does not come from God. Sin is missing the mark. If you are a self-centered person, do you go to heaven? If you don't care about the poor,
if you continue disobeying God all the time and giving the excuse, this is what God showed me. I, I told God of what I was going to do, and he didn't say anything. So I assumed that it was okay for me to do it. When we have the spirit of repentance in us, we go before God and we confess our sin, not only asking to be forgiven, but to the inclination or the problem that you have, be totally eliminated. Lord, take this situation out of me, please. Psalm 51, 3 says, For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. We need to acknowledge guilt, because we're guilty. You cannot try to say, oh, because my father, I have a generational curse. My mother, I was abused. I was this, I was that. When you try to justify the reason that you are in that situation, let me say this to you. God will give us chances and chances and chances. He's merciful. But one day, you're going to be on your own. It's either you're going to be on your own, whoever is doing it is going to be on your own. We find all kinds of excuses for our behavior. Most of the time we go before God to ask him to heal us and we're not honest. We go, Lord, please forgive me, but you know that I, I didn't do it. She made me do it or he made me do it. David cries out again for cleansing. Perch me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. He asked God, let me hear joy and gladness. Let me hear joy and gladness because he's going through a difficult time. For us to repent, we need to know that it is a painful thing. Have you repented from the heart? Or have you repent, repented because you feel guilty? Because guilt is the most powerful destroyer of joy. One of the things that God wants us to do, it is to look inside I just felt that the Lord just said that 
some of us, we look inside and we see the sin. But we're not willing to accept that it is our sin, it is our problem. We always blame someone else. And God is saying that it doesn't matter how many times you come before God with a fake repentance. What's going to happen that you will get worse because you have come before God with a lying spirit because you don't want to accept that there is a problem. David says, restore. You see, when we sin, we lose the joy. And he says, restore to me the joy of my salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. The true nature of godly repentance is found in the phrase, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. A broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. Have you allowed God to break, to take you through the process of brokenness? Or do you still know that you have a problem, but you don't want to accept that you have a problem? God is calling all of us to brokenness. I'm going to be teaching a class, one of the podcasts on brokenness. What does it mean to allow God to break you? Because God says a broken and contrite heart, he will not despise. Why do I continue to go before God and repent and I still this I still have the same problem. Why do you think that that is happening? It is not God. It is your problem. It is my problem. You need to know that God never hates or despises a broken and contrite heart. We need godly repentance. That is when you are really, really sorry for the sin that you have committed. One of the biggest problems that we all have is that we have too much flesh alive in us.
we have too much flesh. It's all about me. It's all about me being the, the attraction. It's all about me. Too much flesh. Do you want to know that you're saved? Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in a season and its leaf does not wither. And in all that he does, he prosper. Am I saved? What is the difference between a person that is blessed and the, per the ungodly person? The blessed person walks according to the course of heaven. But those, well, those in the church, I have to tell you, many, many people in the church They live according to the world. Before we converted, we choose to do whatever Satan wants us to do. Whatever he said, we did. We walk according to the values and the system of this world. And we were slaves to the prince of the power of the air. And in Ephesians 2, 2, 2, it says that the spirit that is in the people that are not saved, they are called, that's the spirit of disobedience. The spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with he love us even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. It is just by, by the mercy of God. It was just by the mercy of God. We are where we are today because of the grace of God. Again, I just want all of you to know that, yeah, the repentance part is very important because you can figure it out with the Holy Spirit. Where are you? And am, am I gonna spend eternity in hell? just because there's sin in my life, 
And again, we think sin is, is, is sex, drugs, alcohol. But the church is full of sin because they recited that prayer. But there was no transformation. I don't know why God continue, continue to tell me that I need to continue talking about you being saved. But if this is what he wants me to do until I see him face to face, I will do it. But he said that even he wants, you see, he said that even though you come to him with your load, but you always have an excuse. And one of the things that is in our mind is how many years we've been saved, according, saved. And I, I must be okay. I don't do any harm to anybody. I assure you that every day you're harming God when you disobey him. when you choose to do things the way you choose to. I pray that with that robot information that you will get scared because I am here to tell you that with this kind of thing, no one has control over. It has been programmed already to do a job. And that you will be scared of knowing that you cannot say in the name of Jesus, because it's simply technology. What is going to happen to you? If you're not holding God's hand 24 seven for the rest of your life, God is not going to listen to those that are in disobedience. The people think and they tell you, oh, I go to church every Sunday. Oh, I give my tithes and offerings. And they honestly believe that because they go to church, they will be fine. But today, to you that are listening and to those that will be listening at a later day, God is saying, that it is not the truth that we have been lied to, that when we pray that prayer, what we did, if we, we acknowledge that we could live with God, but the journey started that day. And it was a process of learning 
a process of growth. That not because you pray that prayer and there is no change in you, you continue living the same old way. I'm here to tell you, no, you're not saved. Because when we make a commitment to God, there has to be a change by their fruits. What is your fruits? What is your fruit? Think in your mind, what are my fruits? What am I doing for God? What have you done for God? And some of you want to do for God what you want to do, not what God wants you to do. I pray that you will be very concerned. I am. I am, and this is what I have asked God. I don't know if he is going to allow me to do it, but I went to God and I said, Lord, how do I know who those entities and demons are? How do I recognize them? Can you show me from the Bible? Because how can I be afraid of something that I don't know exists? And that's where I am today. Because after I saw that robot, I knew, I understood clearly. And I, uh, I was afraid because I understood now what God was saying. You don't know. You don't know. You think you're going to fight against, you know, humans? No, you're not going to fight. That's why I have to do the seven spirits. You're going to fight with things that my mind at that time didn't know. So God is opening your eyes today. We don't have no other alternative but to surrender every minute of our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. To obey him, whatever he says, I'll do. It doesn't matter how I feel, I'll do it. Because when you call on him, he's going to say, depart from me. I don't know you. And you know, and we know that there are very few that are going to be saved. So many people in, in, in the world. And I have heard people say that maybe 10% of the people will be saved. Why? Because we choose our way. We don't want to surrender to God every day. It's what about, what about me? What about me? What about me? What about me? And God says, what about you? You know what God is saying? That 
with some of us, he's not going to waste his time anymore. He's going to let you do it your way. So I have a question just came to my mind. I have to ask God tonight. So what is the difference between the unsaved that are in the churches and the unsaved that are in the world? That's a good question. This is just came to my mind and I will go and ask God, what is the difference between the unsaved that are in the world? But what about the unsaved that are in the church? Something to go and talk to God about. I pray that you were blessed. Like I said, that robot is in my mind. I, I realize how merciful God was when he explained to me about all those things that are coming. Because nothing is going to save us. We cannot say in the name of Jesus to a robot. So be prepared. And the only way for you and me to prepare is being in his presence. And whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the Holy Spirit presence. I thank you for giving us clarity. I thank you because I know this is just the beginning that you are going to guide me into your word, Lord, because I, I need to know and I need them to know. How do we recognize these people? At least have an idea because this is all new to me. And if I knew about this probably a year ago, I will say no way, no how. But you have changed me. You have opened my eyes to see I owe it to you because I will never believe in all those beings being out there. But I thank you. So here we are tonight. We come to you as a living sacrifice and we present our bodies to you for you to take over our lives, for you to guide us for you to protect us, for you to instruct us in the things that we need to know to prepare for the days ahead. Take our lives as a living sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for everyone that was listening, for those that will listen at a later day. Father, I bless them. I declare, decree the mind of Christ over every one of them. I declare and I decree the peace of God. I declare, decree the joy of the Lord. And I declare, decree supernatural strength, supernatural wholeness. In the name of Jesus, we glorify you because you are our God and we belong to you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Until next Friday.
I pray that you will have an awesome week, that you will be filled with his presence, that you will hear his voice like never before, and that you will have a sensitive heart to receive from him every single day. In Jesus' name, be blessed, you and your household. Amen.